Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Indians, free and available on all podcasting platforms, uh, apps, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find Lockdown Indians. And again, thank you for making that your first listen daily. I'm your host, Jeff Fellis, as I have been since the inception of this podcast. Before this, I was at Scout in 24-7, where I was focused on the MLB draft and then prospect analysts, uh, analyzing prospects as well. But now I get to talk about the Indians, and all is quiet on the Indians slash Guardians front right now. It's all projections and curiosity and wonder. There just has not been much. The, you know, we mentioned Oscar Gonzalez re-signing with the organization. That That's about as big as the information has gotten these past few days with the Indians. Uh, the other piece of information that I talked about in yesterday's show that I said we'd talk about today, Franmil Reyes. Uh, he has He's going to play um, winter ball. That shouldn't be a surprise. He's going to spend more time in the outfield. I think this is a good thing. Is he ever going to be a good defender? No. Is he ever going to be an average defender? No. What he could be is a bad, but not horrifically bad defender. And for a team that uh, has gone out of their way to, not gone out of their way, but has run some guys out there like Domingo Santana, for instance, if you know this, if you listen to this show, you know that, uh, yeah, I really was not a, uh, a f- I, Fran Miller was a better defender than Domingo. They've run some truly terrible people out there. Uh, you're gonna, Fran Mill has to at least match those. Uh, part of the port is he also wants to play off Albert Pujols. I get it. Who wouldn't want to play off Albert Pujols? Uh, I don't think that means that the Indians are going to bring him in. I think he looks, you know, he had some moments with the Dodgers this past year, but he's pretty much done. Uh, in terms of the media reporting out there, what's going on? Zach Meisel uh, over at the Athletic did a very nice rundown preview of outfield free agents. Uh, t- talked about some of the things we talked about on the show. Mark Kaneha and uh, the like. You know, going back and looking at that MLB MLB trade rumors, it is interesting. Like, so I wanted to point out: Seiya Suzuki is ranked twentieth on MLB trade rumors in terms of free agent talent. And something I've talked about on this show, you know, he's 27, and because he is the unknown and because he is coming, you're going to get a sweetheart deal on him. They're projecting him at five years, 55 million. So that's 11 million a year for age 27 through 32. If we go further down this list for the, that's the 20th ranked prospect. Mark Kaneha is already 33, or will be 33 in February, and he's looking at 12 million a year. He's looking at more. Now it's only two years, yes, and but you're looking at a guy who's six years older. Who's going to make more now? The balancing act is whatever team signs say as Suzuki, you have to give that ten million up front to the other organization. So year one, it's twenty-one million, and then it's eleven million a year. Again, that it, so you get him at thirteen million, basically on average for the five years. As long as he is at least you know it's average to slightly above average outfielder uh, with the defense that he brings and his potential. That's a great value. That's one of those guys. Like I'm jumping on that type of deal for that type of player. I just I think that is a smart move for whatever organization adds him. Now he does have the ability to you know pick where he wants to go. But when you're looking at talk that Conforto might get one year twenty million. Uh, Osval Garcia I think was three years thirty six on here. You can go through and just uh, Jorge Soler who <laughs> might be a worse defender in the outfield than Franmil Reyes three years thirty six. Yeah, Avisel Garcia, three years, 36. And these are guys into their 30s. So I'm just going to continue to beat the Seiya Suzuki uh, 
drum. I don't think it's likely to happen, but it, it should be have at least a little bit more run than it has gotten uh, in general. That That's just where I kind of line up. I think when you sign some of these players, yes, there is risk of a, you know, park from the uh, the Twins, but that is why I uh, can't think of the first baseman who tried to come over last year and is apparently might get posted again this year to have no interest. High K rate should be your first sign to, uh, to not sign on the dotted line. And if you're out there going, hey, you really pushed for Shogo Akiyama, yes, yes, I did. I'll own that. But he's also a lot older. Uh, you know, it, he didn't have the bad K rate, so I was a little more interested. There is risk. There is always risk, but I, I think it's a, a worthwhile risk. So I'll just continue to to push my narrative there. Uh, there's not too much else that's happening right now. So I was going through the questions that I had been favoriting and saving uh, over on the Twitter, and if my there we go. And Alton Junior Eleven said, "Can you do an episode or a series on the biggest Indians prospect flops the last twenty years?" I'm constantly trying to properly set expectations and forms based on high attrition rates. People make me out to be more a hater than a realist. First off, I mean, I didn't, wasn't super scientific with this. I went through on Baseball Cube and looked at the Baseball America top 100 prospect list for the last 20 years. And I can say this, um, just conjecture, not like hard data. I didn't sit here and write it down. But from that top 100 list, Indians prospects, I would say it's at least a 30% washout rate. And that when I say washout, I mean, we're not even getting more than, you know, like three, four war for a career with those guys, which if you're a top 100, this is, you know, these are the guys who are supposed to hit. Even the back end guys are supposed to be productive. There's so many prospects out there to make a top one. We talked about the great play. Shane Bieber never made a top 100 list, right? Great players don't always make these lists, but you expect them to. So I, I was just thought, hey, I'm going to steal this or this go in order. Talk about uh, prospects since 2000 who make the top 100 list. Uh, you know who, uh, what went wrong, why they shouldn't have made it. Uh, I was hoping. Well, that's a little disappointing. I was hoping I could see that uh, the Baseball America list because I was closing out the draft would have, you know, the. Um, the year they made top 100 so i can then say well this is why that year they projected as a top 100 guy in particular uh so, so tim drew was after the 2000 season that is interesting in the regards that essentially or no i'm sorry so i started in 2000 so it was before that season uh the thing with tim drew is nowadays uh we would see that he was a bust a lot sooner he was a product of the time now he had the bloodlines Steven was the younger brother. JD was the big name brother. And he was drafted in uh, 1997 as a first round draft choice, uh, Georgia kid. Uh, maybe eventually we'll look at that draft class. And Drew was a prospect for a while. And I think he might have even been a multi time top 100 prospect for Cleveland. And he even had some trade value down the line. I uh, got some opportunities in Cleveland in 2000 and 2001. Uh, so what happened? You can actually look at that 2000 year. Uh, AAA was pretty bad, but in AA that year, the first half of the year, nine starts, 52 innings, uh, ERA of 2.42. In 1999, the year that got him that top 100 prospect rating, that was his third year in the organization, uh, 28 starts, 169 innings, so big sample size, 373 ERA, which this is back in the era where 
that probably mattered more than anything else when you're looking at scouting a stat line. A walk rate of 3.2, strikeout rate of 6.6. And that's the thing. I mean, his major league career, his, his he didn't walk guys. He was a little bit home run prone, very hit prone, but he couldn't miss bats. And even in the minors, Tim Drew couldn't miss bats. So why did Tim Drew fail as a prospect? Why? I mean, he was not the biggest guy. It's kind of surprising they took a six foot one right-hander in general in the first round. Uh, that was not what this team did at that time when they were going for uh, high-end prospects. They typically took a little bit more risk, took more prep players. Didn't have much to show for it, we'll be honest. Uh, this is kind of the dark ages of drafting for the Indians. But, yeah, Tim Drew, why did he fail? Why was this top 100 prospect? unsuccessful couldn't couldn't miss bats he just and yes this was an error you could get away with that a bit more so if you're like well not everyone missed bats well then the the secondary marker here is just he was a very home run prone and he was very hittable i mean he got hit hard he ended up pitching 80 odd innings in the big leagues uh not good innings but he he got there and no one could take that away from him. uh might consider Russell Brannion a bust when you look at how highly he was drafted. He ended up playing 20 years in the... Um, let's not quite say it was 20 years in the big leagues. He's listed as 20 on Baseball Cube, but I'm like, that's counting some of his minor league time and the fact that like certain years he'd play across the AL and the NL. But at the end of the day, this guy who hit uh, almost 200 home runs in the big leagues, and he debuted relatively young at age 22 in 1998... Didn't get a lot of opportunities that year or 99. Uh, got some shots in 2000. I mean, his in 2001 with the Cleveland Indians, he uh, he got 113 games, 315 at-bats. This was a bad Indians team. He had 20 home runs, a 232 batting average, a 316 on base, a 46 slugging for an 802 OPS. I'm kind of mystified when you look at these numbers. Like, the, he got traded for Ben Broussard uh, was the trade. Uh, and he goes to Cincinnati, and he actually plays pretty well. Goes to Milwaukee, bounces, keeps. He seems like the guy. I'm like, why did? How did Oakland not acquire him back when they were chasing on base percentage? And essentially, why did Russell Brannion kind of fail? Why is this a guy who kept going, ending up spending chunks of seasons in the minors? Uh, I mean, he came back to the Indians in 2004 for a series of games uh, playing in the minor leagues. Again, it, it, I wouldn't call him a bust, but I think based on his position, the reason you look at a Russell Brannion and consider him potentially a bust is he played in the wrong era. Like, why did he fail as a prospect? He played in the wrong era. Nowadays, I mean, he would be a potential all-star. Even a few years later, like I said, if, if <laughs> Oakland could have used him, like in that new, you know defense doesn't matter lineup, just getting guys out there who can get on base and hit for power and you don't care about defense or steals. Like, how, how did they not add Russell Brandon? He was essentially free. He was spending time in the minors at, at points in AAA because he couldn't get a gig. I know there was the issue with the arrest a few years ago since, but just focusing on what he did as a player, yeah, he just wrong era. Just that's, that's the reason for his failure. We're going to come back, continue doing this. First quick uh, break to talk to about some of our great sponsors and that sponsor today is betonline.ag been with us almost a full year now uh they are back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props odds and lines than ever before but online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head over to their new up uh Head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome to bonus, 
welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas games, casino games, and esports, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2021. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's always uh, funny when I go to read bits like that, and I my eyes go quicker in my head, and uh, I start reading the the next part of the line. That, that was my giggle in there. But let's get back into prospect talk. Let's let's keep digging in to these players, these names. Uh, so Danny, it's interesting because in the first one I looked at, uh, they list Cece Zabathi as the Indians' number one prospect, but they rated Danny Baez higher. And I think it is fair uh, to look at him and kind of forget that, like, he was a big name signing for the Indians. When they got him, it was a big deal. He was, you know, six foot four. He was supposed to be one of the next big things out of Cuba. He was kind of going to be that guy after the Livian and Orlando, uh, you know, uh, Hernandez and. Those guys had been Indians Banes and Indians Killers, and here was the next guy, and he was young. He was in his early 20s. He was going to be the ace the Indians baseball team had lacked during the 90s. He was going to be that dude. And they, he signed in 2000, I want to say, and uh, got to the big leagues at age 23 in 2001. First year in the minors, numbers weren't great. Uh you know, he did well in high A, but he was kind of old for that level, got to double A, and it was a little bit of a struggle. And the next year he gets to the big leagues for 50 innings. That's okay. Uh, they try, you know, he gets to be a starter in 2002. That doesn't go too great. Uh, they try him in a relief bullpen role. That doesn't really work out either. He ends up getting traded to the Rays. He actually had two decent years for the Rays. He bounced around a bit more after that. I, overall, he is a disappointment based on the hype, the money, and the prospect ranking. And why did he fail? Cuban pitchers are extremely risky. There is a high flameout rate. There is a high failure rate. They're playing in a lesser league. Uh, there's not an abundance of scouting opportunities with those players. And it's just, it's a bigger risk. It's a bigger risk. And the Indians were not good in international scouting at that time. Uh, they were not pulling too many guys out of the international uh, market. And when they went for big name guys, Masha Kobayashi, Kobayashi, Danny Baez, um, it didn't work out. It just, this was not a thing they were successful with. But uh, Cuban pitchers are always a pretty big risk and this one did not work out for the Indians. Alex Escobar, so he was if you have forgotten, I mean, he was essentially the center return for Roberto Alomar. This was the guy the Indians wanted. He was a prospect star. I think he was one of the top 10 prospects in baseball at the time. Uh, he was going to be it. He was going to be a he was a five-tool center fielder. Uh, he was going to be a gold glover out there with a cannon for an arm. He had made it to the big leagues with the Mets the year before. Very limited and it had not been good. He started the year in AAA. Made it to the big leagues, and he was actually okay in the big leagues. Now, he was not all that good in AAA that year for Buffalo. He had the same OPS across both levels. You're kind of hoping he would step up. It just never happened. Uh, you know, age 25, he gets back up for 152 at-bats in 2004. It's not good. 
he actually was not bad for the Nationals in uh, 33 games, 87 at-bats in 2006. But that's it for him. I mean, that year he had a 969 OPS, a 356 on base, a three or a 356 average, 394 on base. I'd kind of have to go and dig. I'm like, did he get hurt? Why, why did he not get another opportunity? Because he was actually good and he was only 27 years of age, but he would never get back to the big leagues after that. It, it, that in and of itself is kind of surprising that he just never got back. He was he, he found success at age 27, never played again. So why was he not successful? Why did this guy who was a can't-miss prospect miss? Well, in some of the lower minors, he walked a little bit more. He stopped walking. When you look at his data, like in double and triple A, uh, the walk rates are going down, and in the big leagues in particular, he struck out a lot. High strikeouts, low walks. We know that profile type. Uh, you go through and you look at it. I will say the one thing, you know, I talk about the how BAPIP is a great indicator. He had that. He's a guy I would have been told, like, looking at what he did at age 19 in the Sally League uh, in 1998, where it's like, okay, he's walking 11% of the time, a strikeout rate's 27, a 394 bat pip, 27 home runs, 23 doubles. Yeah, 310 average. Like, I mean, this guy, I would have been extremely high on him. I would have probably still been, you know, I didn't know such information. I liked the trade at the time because I was like, oh, I'd heard the people on sports talk radio talking about him. It wasn't so much I had that depth of knowledge, but he even continued to play well in double A. Like the next year when he is in, I'm sorry, he missed. So he gets, sorry, having some scrolling issues. He gets hurt in 99, only appears in uh, a few games, comes back in 2000. He looks good, not as good, but he's still performing and he's cutting down on the strikeouts, but he's still hitting for power. Uh, He's walking. And then 2001, it just doesn't doesn't work out for him and you know yeah the strikeouts and the walk are there and it's mostly there for like triple a and in the majors itself why did he fail there's just a feeling for me at least that sometimes you miss uh and there's not a particularly great reason he should have been successful uh everything is there for him to be successful it just didn't come together and the opportunities for a top prospect were surprisingly sparse i mean 2001 2003 2004 2006 that's it those are the opportunities now i guess one would really have to look at this and say it's injuries it's health like 1999 he appeared in he had 11 at bats 2002 he doesn't play at all that's the year before he gets traded to the indians and i'm sure health issues probably sapped him of some of that ability so i think it was health and it's interesting that the indians acquired him after he didn't play an entire season due to injuries and after having already missed another season due to injuries. So yeah, I, he looks like he should have been successful. It's a bit surprising. So it comes down to health. I mean, that's Alex Escobar failed because of health. Corey Smith, uh, former first round pick 26th overall. He got as high as triple a with the Indians. I believe he's the one that got traded for Jake Gatro and the, uh, you know, bad prospect for bad prospect deal. He was a top 100 guy, which uh, back into the first round, that doesn't always guarantee that. You know, we don't see like Dan Denham on this list, uh, someone like that, some of those other first round picks. So what did he do to make the list? Well, we look at this era, what probably stands out were home run totals, uh, you know, in high A, because he didn't do, 
he didn't well i guess i should clarify and i don't want to say he didn't you know he gets the small look in 2000 after he gets drafted i believe that was his draft year gets extended look in 01 and 02 he's steadily moving through the the minors gets to double a in 2003 uh, spends repeats double a in 2004 and then they trade him after that like they very quickly saw him in the upper minors and realized this isn't going to happen uh, he kept playing. I mean, he was playing up till 2014 in his 30s uh, in the independent scene or Mexico or other places. And, uh, but yeah, the Indians, once he hit the upper minors, they realized it wasn't going to work. And he is another one that uh, we talked about Russell Brandon played in the wrong era. Corey Smith played in the right era because you look at his numbers, he never posted an OPS over 800. He was known as a power bat. You know, it's like defense is going to be mediocre. His bat is his carrying tool. But the bat was never a carrying tool. Like he, he was a solid producer, but there was never a step forward. Uh, he didn't actually swing and miss that much. He walked at an okay rate. There was enough indicators of possible, but he just never really evolved. He never broke out. We never saw any of those tools take the step forward. There just wasn't enough there. Uh, he was an interesting player who, I don't know if development failed him or they're just as he developed, nothing more came. He was amazingly consistent. You look at his time in the Indians minors, you know, OPS over 700, uh, like between 711 and 766. He just double digit home runs, double digit doubles, good walk rates, strikeout rates didn't really balloon for him. Uh, you know, it's 20, what, 27% is the highest it got. So why did it not work out for Corey Smith? Uh, he just, I don't know if I don't, there's part of me that's like, well, the, just look at it. May not have been talented enough, but uh, never really developed. Never grew into the power and the tools like was anticipated. Never found the extra gear. Uh, you draft a guy, you hope there's a little bit more, but it looks like he was who he was, and there really wasn't a whole lot of deep development after that. And nowadays, he would have never been a top 100 prospect. He would have gone in. It's like okay, he was okay in Burlington. But he was not a guy when you're looking at uh, – it's interesting because, like, his on-base percentage nowadays would actually be helpful. Like, it's an above-average stat for him in the minors. But he was always viewed as kind of a power guy, but the power production wasn't there. The slugging percentages just aren't as strong, and uh, that's what makes him a kind of a lower-tier prospect. We're going to take another quick commercial break, come back, keep going through why prospects didn't hit – now here's another late first rounder that pops in. Uh, J.D. Martin made the list once as a back-end guy. And it's because he, once he was drafted, you know, he moved at a decent clip through the minors. Uh, I was trying to think what season really probably got him ranked. It, I feel like it, that's too... It's it's interesting because you go through and you look at his years in the minors. I'm like, oh, what would have qualified him? Where is the year that is an extended look? I mean, 2005 was a very short... Um, season. I mean, the number is great. Strikeout rate over 10, walk rate of 1.27. It's only 56 innings. And in general for him, like he had a 138, a 147. And I feel like some of this was, um, you know, I'm wondering if it's after 2002 in high A where he's got the the 3.9 ERA and he pitches a decent amount of innings and he's missing some bats and he's six foot five and he's this big bodied guy. But I feel like he was a, a college. No, I guess he was a, a high school uh, pitcher uh, so he gets he like I said top 100 once it was late 90s for him 
so why was J.D. Martin not successful? He'd eventually get to big leagues in 09 and 010 with the Washington Nationals. Health. Like he is another one. Just health. That is his story. Uh, so we're talking, you know, he comes in, high school kid, doesn't pitch a ton the first year, gets to 138 innings the next year. That's not good. That's a lot of innings that for a guy to ramp up to uh, after being a high school pitcher 45 the year before, 86 the next year, then one over 150 the year after that, down to 56 in that Akron year because of health issues. The next year he's at like 40. Next year he's at like 40. Next year he's at 80. He's not really able to stay healthy. And part of the reason J.D. Martin didn't work is health. The other part is uh, in era that they didn't know how to take care of pitchers. Michael Opry, do I need to get into health? Uh, the back gave out. It's really one of the unfortunate stories of the Indians. Uh, he looks so good, and you can go look at those numbers in the minors. 960 OPS his first year. They dropped him right into Lake County. Gets to Kinston the year after that, and he, uh, he is a 339 average, 438 on base, 550 slugging, 988 OPS. And gets up to Akron that year. And that's his second year in the minors. He's already up in Akron. Uh, 22 years of age. 261, 340, 425, a 765. I know it's not great, but again, that's a quick run through the minors to get up to that. Uh, and then 106 games the next year. 283, 336, 462. Some health issues starting. And it just goes from there. And he's never quite the same guy. He does get to the big leagues with both the Indians and the Orioles, but he's never the same hitter. Once that back goes, he never fully recovers. Should we jump to Adam Miller? Uh, same story. I mean, Miller and Aubrey will ever be tied together in my mind. Those were two high-end prospects, and a big part of why the Indians you know, kind of had that collapse uh, after the, what was it, the 2007 season. A, the minors were just barren. That was part of the problem. The Shapiro era did not do good with drafting or developing. Uh, but, you know, it's like Hafner has that handmade injury is never quite the same. Grady Sizemore just freakishly falls apart at a young age. Westbrook misses like a year and a half almost after his hip injury. And, I mean, the two dudes, the guys who were supposed to be there, Miller and Aubrey, just get hurt. And Miller, it's, you go through that 2004 season you know, strikeout rate over 10, walk rate under 3. As a 19-year-old, he threw 133 innings. Again, that's a little bit high for year two. Uh, so, of course, the next year he's only at 60 innings. He's already having health issues. Number's not great. Comes back in 2006, rebounds. He's already up in double and triple A that year. 153 innings. Uh, walk rate and triple A balloons, but the strikeout rate looks solid. And then just health, you know. It's just that becomes the kicker, the killer for him. And I feel bad that he never even pitched in the big leagues. Like, someone just try him as a reliever. Come on, somebody. But yeah, that, that's one of those. If you follow this team in depth, you knew that. You knew that uh, those two guys were health issues. So kind of a surprising name when I was going through it. I'd forgotten it had been a top 100 prospect, if I'm being perfectly honest, was Jake Dittler. And he was a second-round draft pick in 2001 who had been taken another high school kid, Green Valley High School. And, you know, he was going through the Indian system, and I think it was 2003 that he got the ranking, where in low and high A, he had, you know, a 2.63 and a 2.40 ERA that year. Uh, he missed some bats. His walk rate was barely over two, and that's the thing he really did throughout the minors was a, a low walk rate. And as he moved up through the Indian system, 
you know, he kept the walk rate low um, for the most part. There were some points where it got a little bit higher. I mean, he, his minor league walk rate with 168 games is 3.21. The strikeout rate was 6.05, and that's part of the problem. The home run rates were good as well. The hit rate was okay. You look at the data, and you're almost surprised that, like, he didn't get an opportunity in the big leagues. Now, you look at his time in AAA, and, you know, the strikeout rate all of a sudden drops to 3.75. And that's essentially what killed it for him. 151 innings, and his strikeout rate is not even over four. So Jake Dittler, he had the the build. He had size. He had success. He didn't get hit hard. Uh, yeah, I don't remember his pitch mix, but I can't help but look at this data and think, oh, he must have thrown a sinker. Uh, a little bit surprised, again, that he did not. He was a high pick who had some success and had some name wreck. And uh, you would think, especially in those kind of dark, well, I guess part of the problem, though, is 2007, 2006, 2005, uh, the Indians were decent. And they didn't need a ton of starters. So might have also just been a, a victim in that way. But unlikely to have found continued success if we're being honest and once he leaves cleveland um he's with texas for a real little bit really struggles in double a in 2008 and that's he then is independent leagues after that so jake detler top 100 prospect why did he not work he couldn't strike guys out man i've got more than i have uh, time to get to many more than i have time to, to get to so i want to thank alton for this idea i've got a good 10 more names to talk about draft busts who were top 100 prospects <laughs> i should do the other way i should uh, okay so here's what i'll do we'll get to the rest of these guys through the course of this week once i've gone through all the busts i'm going to go back into all these lists and we are going to just take pure numbers i'm going to do it two ways i'm going to take guys who busted versus guys who didn't and then guys who kept getting re-ranked so i'm going to take every instance of a ranking so like frankie lindor would be like three examples of a positive uh, and you know, Adam Miller would be like five of the negative, and we'll see how, what the overall percentage is in both cases. We'll keep going through. We'll, we'll lead off with an Ohio kid, uh, Brad Snyder, tomorrow. But there's a lot. Unfortunately, it has not, uh, not gone great for the Indians with a lot of these top 100 prospects, and it's, it is a bit of a cautionary tale. We'll, uh, we'll continue to look at it and more. Uh, of course, if we have breaking news and information, that is what we will cover instead. But for now, yeah, let's, let's try and figure out what we can take away from prospect failure so we can be better at evaluation and also so we can just know more going forward. I've been Jeff Ellis. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. Rate and review. Download daily. The biggest thing you can do to help this show, honestly, is downloading and then playing it every day. If you can't listen, you can put it on mute, let it play. That helps our show grow. Thank you again. And I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen today and every day, free and available on all podcasting platforms and apps. Go check out the Locked On MLB flagship with Sully. Sully's a good guy. Uh, And as I say now to close out every show, go, go, Guardians, go.